Hey guys, I don't know if you're like me, but I love Count the Dings and everything it has to offer. I just can't find everything I need. You know, I know about Cinephobe and I know about the mailbag and I know about Bomb, but that's all we do, right, I mean? No, we do so much more. What? Yeah, absolutely. If you sign up, patreon.com slash count the dings, you'll find a plethora of other content, fresh content, extended content, the OG pod overflow, the Cinephobe cold opens that we've taken and made their own thing to live only there the re-watchingtons bomb and it's full Ooh. and unadulterated cut early drops of cinephobe episodes and so much more said the og pod now is it new or is it old mace i'm glad you asked that it is a new incarnation mm-hmm. of the old og pod oh. so it's me zach trey Waz, tom i love those guys just like we always were going back to the true hoop days mm-hmm. we're recreating that magic recapturing it and putting it back out we're talking hoops we're talking pop culture and most importantly we're talking for 40 minutes for free mm-hmm. but then another specific patreon exclusive segment for every one of those episodes funny enough about that og pod you're getting tom and trey on mondays you're getting me and waz aka zosny on wednesdays Amin's floating in between i'm a floater you never know when you're gonna get Amin in those so you gotta listen to them all and what if i'm not sure what maze looks like because i've always thought he's a fat man with a fedora he's got a weird voice how can i see for myself what this maze character actually looks like it's crazy you don't know the answer to this mm. because it's the cinephobe pod youtube page what the ct5s on the cinephobe pod youtube page you can look at all of us you can get all the og pods on youtube too at count the dings one on youtube at cinephobe pod on youtube patreon.com slash count the dings gets you everything all in one feed you can link it to your spotify and now enjoy the show hey listener underdog fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry you can play pick them pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower total in each stat for this week's games for a chance to win big you can actually win up to 100 times your money in a single night that's right i didn't say 10 i didn't say 20 up to 100 times your money Pick between two and five players, build a pick'em entry. My favorite feature, you can make rivals picks. Pit two players against each other. Wembenyama versus Nikola Jokic. Tim Hardaway Jr. versus Norm Powell. Kawhi Leonard versus Steph Curry. Who knows? Maybe Grayson Allen versus Pat Connaughton. You get where I'm going with that. You can do it all with Underdog Fantasy. Make sure you sign up today with the promo code DING. That's D-I-N-G. And get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant pick'em special. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our promo code DING, D-I-N-G, to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant Pick them special must be 18 or older and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concern with your play call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Join us on the Chinwag Podcast every Wednesday, where we trade the banal and the boring for the super strange and bizarre. They committed human sacrifice? I did bring up human sacrifice, yes. You sure did. <laughs> that just went by fast. Kind of casually tossed that out. I would like to have an alien uh, hatchet young inside. Holy shit, really? She saw world peace, and I saw demons coming out of the wall. I will say that there was a green couch outside of the principal's office and you sat on it if you had lice or if you got into trouble. (laughs) (laughs) They wake you up from the goo pods to live in reality and you're naked and screaming. It's like... (laughs) Follow us for free on Apple Podcasts and all major podcast platforms. For more information, go to chinwagpod.fm. And find enlightenment through our Instagram or TikTok at ChinwagPod or on Twitter at Chinwag underscore pod. R Slash is a hilarious podcast where Dabney Bailey uses ridiculous voices and emotions to read aloud the week's craziest Reddit posts. He reenacts various Reddit threads covering wild stories and secrets, petty revenge, relationships, and much more. So if you're looking for a daily distraction and a laugh, check out R Slash wherever you get your podcasts. You know the problem with Hollywood is? They make shit. Unbelievable, unremarkable shit. So I was legitimately offended. You were offended? I was, a, I was offended. I didn't know you could get offended. I was offended. This did it. it absolutely, I was absolutely offended. They're fucking making shit up, I mean! Inconsequential detail after inconsequential detail after inconsequential detail. Please don't lie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm holding a mic in my hands and now I'm talking all over. before but amin is at the american airlines arena or i guess it's soon going to be the bang bros center or whatever it was i can't remember uh but we uh bbc the bbc well what we're doing today deep deep in the bbc is uh is we're doing a very special episode of cinephobe because what was it about a week ago amin uh less than a week ago you said i just came out of gemini man right that was your that was your text to us. It was it was Saturday, like Saturday, because Saturday afternoon, at uh, I was going to a wedding on Saturday in L.A., but I had all day to kill. So I said, you know what, man, I've been putting this off for too long. Let me go. Let me go down to the movie theater right next to my hotel. Put down hard American, hard earned American dollars to go watch the cinematic excellence that is the Joker. So I went and watched the Joker. And as I'm walking out of Joker, it was like 1 o'clock, and I saw 107 start time for Gemini Man. I said, what the hell? 
Cooper. So I went wow. in. Yeah, I haven't done that in a while, but it's always a great feeling, especially when you see a movie that you just would never pay money to go watch. Like, that's, that's exactly what I have in here. So, Gemini Man, I'm going to tell you right now, your box office numbers are actually depressed. They're, they're artificially lower than what they are, really are because I went in and I watched Gemini Man, Gemini Man, but I did not pay to watch it. <laughs> uh, well, funny enough, I went to to go see maybe the Joker. I went with our fro, our, our friend uh, Mo Dakiel, and uh, we were we were. It was a same start time, Gemini Man, and the Joker. And so we get to the theater, and I was like, "Man, you call it like we could just like whatever you want." And he's like, "Gemini Man." I was like, "Yeah, we'll do the Joker later in the week, right?" He goes, Wait, "Yeah, we'll do we'll do Wait, Joker guys, later later in the week." You guys and actively chose. We like, actively Gem- chose Gemini Man. Not just that, I mean, not just that. We saw it in 3D. Wow, you got me beat. I don't. Uh, I guess some of those action scenes might have been nicer with the. 3D Let me tell you, they were not. Okay, it right. was. I, I haven't seen a 3D movie since whenever, whenever Johnny Depp was in like uh, Alice in Wonderland. Oh yeah, that was that was freaky. That was the last one, or maybe Pacific Rim. I can't remember which one was. was no, Pacific Rim was definitely more recent. Okay, then Pacific Rim was the last one. So I think those are the only three I've ever seen. Uh, I did not like it. Uh, I don't well, like the 3D, 3D experience. I don't like 3D either. I, yeah. I, I've, I think I went and saw Cars 3 in 3D or one of those Disney movies. And it was only because the, the other one was either there was no seating, not enough seating, or it was like just not a, a convenient time. Usually I, I try to avoid 3D as much as possible. I just it doesn't, it doesn't really do it for me in general, yeah. even it's when it's done well. It's distracting. It is very, very, yeah, and I keep uh, taking off my glasses to see what it looks like. Right, exactly, right, exactly. Even though I know what it looks like, I keep doing it again and again. So, uh, so yes, that's that's this week's Cinephobe, as we saw the well, 2019 let, cloning thriller Gemini Man. Let me ask you. So, I'm I'm really intrigued by this angle that you went in and in the hockey face-off, Gemini Man beat the Joker. Yeah. Uh, how is this has happened to me, where it was. <laughs> One movie that turned out to be a huge blockbuster and another movie that was not so much. And it's happened to one other person that I know who's actually a coach in the NBA right now, but obviously this happened before he was a coach. Uh, do you have any, do you, either of you have a story like that before I tell these stories? Because these are awesome. Maze, have you ever had to do the, the Sophie's Choice? I just straight fucked up trying to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and ended up seeing Spider Man Far From Home instead. Okay. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> That's, okay. that's, that's that's pretty good though. You went yeah. and saw a good movie either way. Like, I mean, yeah. I feel I feel like I tend to opt for the bad movie. Like I'm trying, to, I'm trying to. I'm yeah. I'm trying to narrow down a time where I've like had the good or the bad, and I've opted with the bad. I feel like I always make the wrong decision, whatever it is. Dude, let me tell you right now, my story is. It was me and one of my buddies from high school, and we were going to the movies. Let's go to the movies. We went, to, and this is back when you didn't look it up on the internet. We just showed up at the movie theater and looked at, like, what's got the closest start times? So we get there, and it's Independence Day is one of the movies it's playing, and the other movie is Eraser. With <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh, no. And I remember vividly the conversation about Independence Day looks dumb. Look how big that ship is. Why don't they what? just land? Why don't they just land it and they'll just destroy everybody? Like, you don't have to, like, fight these people. You just land the ship on the sur- surface of the Earth and you just squash everybody. And so he said, Eraser, looks like it's more intriguing of a plot. And we went and watched Eraser instead of Independence Day. 
uh, Eraser is maybe a future cinephobe because that movie is real bad. You have been erased. I haven't watched it. You know, it's funny. Never since I saw it in the theater, never watched it again. And the worst part is, I remember walking out of Eraser on that night, way back when in 1996, thinking to myself, I liked it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, that was a good movie. I was like, okay, that was like, it was entertaining. It had action. It had some, com- some punchlines, some comedy. I liked it. I've not seen it since 1996, though. So oh. it'll be interesting to revisit. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Maze, add, add, it to, add it to the list because I really want to mean to. Wait, does it qualify, first of all? Is a racer? Yeah, 35%, 39% yeah, audience. A dog shit movie. It's so bad. <laughs> It's so bad. You have been erased. It was the first time you saw the little sight on the laser on the on the on the gun that wasn't red. It was the first time they, it was green. Yeah, like, they, oh had God, like, they, they had like they had like the that. night vision, like infrared night vision, you know, almost like track because they're yeah. trying to shoot hearts, right, with like this pulse. Yeah, yeah, because it was a special gun, right? Like yeah. the gun. Oh man, yeah. That's James Con. Is James Con the bad guy in that? Jimmy, Spoiler alert. Jimmy, when did he stop being Jimmy Con? And just James I, I think I think around the program. I think that's when he became James Gunn. <laughs> uh, uh, so, <laughs> hold on, I got to give you one more Sophie's choice that this that trumps even mine. I got a, a buddy. I will not name his name. He's a coach in the NBA. He said he went with his brother to the movies, and they had two options. One was Jurassic Park. And the other was Cop and a Half. They came out on the same day, and they went and saw no. Cop and a Half. Yes. No. Oh, my God. Cop and a Half. And swore it was worth it. I mean, no, no. That, not that over Jurassic mine. Park. Over Jurassic Park. They thought That's... Jurassic Park looked dumb. I, th- I believe he told me he didn't see Jurassic Park until like 10 years later when it was on video. <laughs> he went and saw Cop and a Half. I feel I mean, at least at least Eraser had like star power. Right? Arnold, Vanessa Williams was really bigger than her album was out at the time. It was like a big deal. Jimmy Kahn. Well, I did. So uh, this doesn't count. I did see Mystery Men over the Sixth Sense. Why doesn't it count? Because within within an hour before going to go see the Sixth Sense, so, uh, my grandma, who you sent to hell, had called, asked what I was doing. <sighs> I said, oh, I'm going to go see The Sixth Sense. She goes, oh, that's the one where they're all dead in the, in the end, right? And so she had ruined the movie for me. Well, this is I back mean, before spoilers were out. But that's not really ruining because you didn't know if that meant like all the characters die at the end or like, you well, know. I, like, I felt like I had figured it out. So I didn't see The Sixth Sense until about four years ago. I figured out Sixth Sense within like 15 minutes of Bruce Willis being on screen. I remember saying it out loud in the theater. Oh, he, he's not alive. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I just figured it out because like, nobody else was talking to him other than the kid. <laughs> it was just one of those things that was like, like it just was immediately apparent to me. Like I, there was no suspense for me. That's why I don't like M Night Shyamalan movies. They just they're all dumb. They're usually pretty bad. Yeah, um, bad bad twists. Uh, so Gemini Man stars Will Smith, who's coming off the live action version of Aladdin um, from earlier this year. He's going to yeah. be in Bad Boys for Life next year. Yeah. He plays future, both. You mean future cinephobe nominee Bad Boys for Life? <laughs> I'm worried. I'm really worried. You no, know, be worried. It's got a, like either January or February release date for a blockbuster Ooh, action movie. Man. That means it is a complete flop. Yeah. Oh, no, that's going to be bad. Uh, yeah. Will Smith plays Henry Brogan. Uh, he also plays his cloned self, Junior. Junior. Yeah. Junior. Uh, he also stars Clive Owen as Clay Ferris, or Clay Varis, uh, yeah. who is the evil boss of 
Gemini, uh, some kind of private security, private military. Black ops kind of. Black ops, yeah. yeah. Uh, Wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't that make Will Smith's clone Clay Varys Jr.? Because that's that's who's his. his You would think, right? Yeah. It's surprisingly not one of the 10 biggest plot holes in this movie. (laughs) <laughs> is the naming of, the, of this character. Uh, Clive recently starred in Song of Names and The Informer both this year. And then the other two notable pe- people are uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, um, plays Danny Zakharuski. Uh, she was known from 10 Cloverfield Lane. She's also in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. And she's John McClane's oh. daughter in yeah. Live Free or Die Hard. Die Hard, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Plays Lucy Gennaro McClane. I, I knew she looked familiar. I just couldn't quite place her. Uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is another movie yeah. I've seen that yeah, now it makes sense. Also, I submit to Maze and to everybody, we need to start calling Zach Zacharuski from now on. <laughs> Wait, we're all going to go Rob <laughs> Schneider now? Is that what we're doing? Zacharuski, the Zachinator. Uh, you also notice uh, Benedict Wong as Baron in this movie. Yeah. He plays Wong in the Doctor Strange and Marvel uh, universe. Cinematic. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. He was, uh, yeah. Which I hear is not real cinema. I mean, yeah, according, according to some guy with massive eyebrows who made hacky, who makes hacky movies. Oh, they're so artistic. Upon also, oh. also, also the guy who made the movie Jack and Godfather three. Yeah. That guy also agreed with him. Uh, the movie is directed by Ang Lee, um, who directed oh. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Hulk, and? Wolfback Mountain, Life of Pi. Uh, like, I feel like for Cinephobe, you have to lead with the Hulk. We have to lead with okay. That's that's that's, that's the movie. Wait, which a, one? The Eric Bana one? Yeah, Eric Bana one. Okay, one I didn't they, even Yeah, not not that. Ed, Ed Norton was good. He did the one that wasn't good. Well, speaking of Ed Norton, uh, this movie was written by David Benioff, who did who oh. wrote Twenty Fifth Hour, X Men Origins, Wolverine, Kite Runner, and, and ruined Game of Thrones. Exactly. That's all I again because this is cinephobe. You don't name all that other shit. You no, I'm punctuating is, it. I'm punctuating it. This and is then, the guy who ruined Game of Thrones, and, and I was like, yep. This yeah, is what the, you were. This is what you were doing in your spare time. And I mean, he is uh, attached to writing the 2022 Star Wars. Star Wars movie. I know. Are you I'm, worried? I'm extremely worried. But what one thing I love about Star Wars is they ain't afraid to fire somebody. That's even true. If, even That's if true. They'll get him the fuck out of there. Yeah, yeah. They'll get him out. <laughs> There's so. also a writing credit for Billy Ray, not the singer, uh, known for Color of Night, Volcano, Flight Plan. The Hunger Games, Captain Phillips, and the soon-to-be-released Terminator Dark Fate. That looks terrible, too. That looks like a future. Really? Yeah. Oh, you know what? They got me once Once Linda Hamilton walked out of the SUV in in, uh, in slow motion with a giant gun. I was like, I'm in. Uh, yeah, I was until Arnold answers the door as a very old <laughs> Arnold. I'm like, wait a second. How did Why would he be age? retired? Why, Why would Arnold be in a, in a cottage? Why would the robot age? And Why would the robot age and then retire to a cottage out in the country? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Synopsis for Gemini Man. An over-the-hill hitman faces off against a younger clone of himself with the tagline, who will save you from yourself? Is that Jewel? Maze, is that is that a Jewel lyric? Oh, man. Who will save you? Oh, that's your, your soul. soul. Yeah, damn it. So uh, close. Uh, well, although we, we guess, who will save you from yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue. $138 million budget. Uh, okay. has, gro- has grossed 37 U.S., 119 worldwide. But as Mays let us know, over $100 million in marketing. What? Over $100 million in marketing, I mean. They did really put it everywhere. I saw it everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. But also, 
just want to throw this out there. Thirty-seven million in the U.S. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Thirty-seven million dollars. Thirty-seven million and fourteen dollars. Sorry, <laughs> you guys are getting underreported there. Don't let mainstream media, mainstream media, keep you down, Gemini man. Take that fourteen off. Um, all right, uh, we jump in this movie. Gemini Man is in theaters, but it probably won't be for long. I'd uh, I'd go rush and see it if you're worried about that. It receives a twenty five percent from critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Dropping on two hundred sixty nine reviews. It was thirty two when I told you guys, oh, Gemini Man isn't doing that well, right? I think it was yeah. thirty two. I think it was yeah, it, it was low thirties for sure. And so it's dropped to twenty five now. Dropped wow. to twenty five, except I mean, the audience. Over, six, over 6,300 ratings, 84%, except I got something for you wow. on this. It, it is bots. Yeah. It is bots because I am reading the audience reviews. They are all the same. They're all one line. Uh, they're all, I was on the edge of my seat. Love the ending. Great ending. Like, they're, they're all bots. The ending? Yes. Like, this, I mean, look, if I, want, if I really want to play devil's advocate and say this movie wasn't that bad, and I won't lie, there were times where... I thought to myself actively, this isn't a good movie, but I'm also not falling asleep, which is always a risk when I'm in a movie theater. It's dark and those seats are so comfortable. But I was like, all right, like, okay, you have me paying attention at least. The ending is definitely not one of those times. No, the ending is the worst part, which says a lot. <laughs> all right, let's get into the reviews. We'll do the good reviews first, which, I mean, even, even the good reviews, I don't know, man. It's, it's, not, it's not great. Um, Maze here. Here's a review. Weldon B. Johnson of the Arizona Republic. It means it means neck of the woods. If you're a fan of action movies, or you've ever pondered the questions of nature versus nurture, or even what you'll tell your younger self if you had a chance, you'll enjoy Gemini Man. Maze, is that a is that a positive review? That sounds like a psychiatrist. <laughs> it does. And by the way, it got a. This review was positive because it was a two and a half out of four, which doesn't feel. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't feel like math. There to me. you go. Yeah, you're over that fifty. Like, that's positive. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, I guess that is legally positive. Uh, Michael Phillips of the Chicago Tribune: Gemini Man isn't bad, but two Will Smiths, when one of them is a computer animated, somehow feels like sixty-six to seventy-five percent of a real movie. Is that a that's a positive review? That okay. one. I'm trying to parse that so. <laughs> It, do, it doesn't even so, specify so it got, if it's, a, so it got, it's 60 right. to 70 percent of a good movie. It's just a no, real movie. A so real that movie. means that 30 percent of it isn't, isn't real. There were 25 to 34 percent of the movie isn't real. And it isn't bad, but he doesn't say it's good. And that's with two Will Smiths with one of them computer animated. Um, David Sims of the of the Atlantic. Lee is innovating and looking backwards at the time at the same time. And the viewing experience is as bewildering as that sounds. That's a positive. Okay, review. So like, here's the thing about all these positive reviews. They all sound like they were being made while Will Smith and or Ang Lee was sitting right in front of these people. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, if you pondered nature versus nurture, I mean, <laughs> Right, like oh, it's like sixty-six percent of a real movie. Like all of these are very heavily couched positive right. reviews. Um, so for the negative ones, uh, Christy Lemire of Film Week, like an assault on your eyeballs. Maybe you mm. get used to it, but you shouldn't. Some of the action is fun, but it's really hard to get past the look of it. Yes. Uh, 
Yeah, it's it's unsettling. Charlotte O'Sullivan of London Evening Standard. Obviously, the dire dialogue doesn't help, but what blunts Smith's performance and makes the film itself hell to watch is the innovative ultra-high frame rate which renders actors, objects, yes. and the air somehow flimsy and weird and fake. Yes. So I had Definitely. a question about this, too. Like, I couldn't tell if that was the 3D I was watching because it's no. been so long since I watched a 3D movie. No, that, that was the movie. That's the movie, okay. Because, because every time in the fight scene, well, I'm like, okay, like, all right, y'all gonna fight, that's cool. But the CGI, Will Smith, moved like, I, I don't know if they were trying to emphasize, oh, he moved so quick. Yeah, he's so <laughs> young and agile, right? But like, it was just, it just looked like a, it looked like a cartoon almost. Like, yeah, it, it, I mean, Mo, Mo said after the movie, he was like, I feel like I just watched a Call of Duty video game. Not even. Call of Duty, the, the, the movements are... More natural. More natural, yeah, that's probably true. Uh, Justin Chang of the LA Times, no matter how many presumably non-computer-generated tears Will Smith sheds, he and Lee never transform this baby hitman into a plausible scientific fiction conceit, let alone invest him with a soul. They really do try to give him a soul, too. They try to give him emotions. But they just try to rush to it, and and their version of giving him a soul will just have him say, what's the deal, Pop? Pop? Which, by the way, there's a Family Guy episode. I was trying to find this clip, and I couldn't find it. It's Stewie, and he's screwed something up. And they're trying to hide. Him and Brian are trying to hide what's going on and from Peter. And Peter asks, Peter walks in, and he's angry. And Stewie's response, because he's trying to be inconspicuous, say, hey, Pop, what's going on? He says it in, like, it's just the most unnatural way, because Stewie obviously never talks like that. But I don't think anyone calls anyone their, their father Pop. Hey, Pop. <laughs> like unless you're like beaver cleaver or whatever what i've literally mean? never even thought to call my dad pop pop hey pop there's no still, there's no way not even it wasn't even a cool pop what's up it was yeah hey, hey pop it was like it, it's it very meek like, for a hitman it's like he's a hitman it's leave it to beaver yeah hey pop like we're going to the park today pop you took uh, me hunting pop <laughs> Allison Wilmore of New York Magazine. Sometimes it's difficult to know where to look. In one dramatic shootout in a store, I couldn't stop staring at the perfectly visible selection of chips lining the shelves they dove past. It sounds like every reviewer went cross-eyed watching this movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really is... It really is uh, distracting, yeah. It's 100% distracting. I'm, gl- I'm glad to know that it wasn't just my 3D choice. No, of, that was the of it being distracting. Um, yeah. Rex Reed of The Observer, the plot makes no sense. The dreary script is dead on arrival, and Smith is just as blank and lost at 23 as he is at 51. Um, Yeah, I mean, it it kind of was a little rude. Uh, And then Thomas Floyd, or actually, I got two more. Thomas Floyd of The Washington Post. Unfortunately for Smith, Lee, and the writing team, all the computer-generated Botox in the world can't smooth over the wrinkles of dated storytelling. And then... Okay, uh, Mike someone, La- someone wants to be a writer. Get yeah, someone here. was really trying there. And then Mike LaSalle of the San Francisco Chronicle. You know what? I wouldn't want to get into a fist fight with my younger self either. I think he'd win, but I don't need to go to a movie for such a startling insight. You think Mike has lost a step? I think Mike wasn't paying attention to the movie. Yeah. Because he kind of beat his younger self. Right. Yeah, but he I, really did best him at all times, alert. right? Spoiler, oh, yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, so, like, you and I didn't make notes uh, like we no. normally would with this movie because we're in a movie theater. But I do want to discuss how many people were in the theater. Uh, so it was me. It was Mo. There was a guy to my right. There were two people to Mo's left. And there were 
maybe three people scattered in front of us. You guys went midweek, right, in Los Angeles? We went uh, We went Monday yeah. at, uh, at 2 p.m. I went Saturday, 1.07 p.m. start time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. There was a guy in the last row all the way in the corner. I just assumed he was there to beat off inside. Yeah, yeah you got to beat off, right? Right. There was one more person behind me. And then in front of me, to my right, it, was, it looked like a family of four. Oh, and no. yes, they were black. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I wanted to ask. Yeah. I wanted well, to ask. Was every passing week. Big Waz's theory that black people have <laughs> terrible taste you know, in movies you know, and TV. I mean, it just keeps getting a, proven over and over again. As a, as a white man, I've always wondered, you know, if, if I could broach the subject. <laughs> but I do, like, you know, I've seen Power. Yeah. It's really bad. I don't understand people who like it. I, I, I understand people who like it. It's an, like, it started off not as bad as it is now. And Wait, it's, nice, it's worse? It's I only got I, I got through maybe six episodes of the first season and then I oh, and then no. I tapped out. It, I couldn't. Is, it is a million times worse now. But here's the here's the big thing about power, is I never thought in a million years, even though I thought, oh, there are people like it because it's nice escape or whatever. I never thought in a million years we'd arrive in a place of idiocracy, where people are saying power is better than the wire. Like Jason no, Taylor. that can't like, be. And Rajon Rondo said it too. No, and you just, know what? No, I mean, I'm like, is he trolling? Uh, he's got to be trolling to say that. Oh, man. He's got to be. They, 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 I mean, come on. Even the worst yes. season of The Wire is is at least yeah. better than what I saw. No, and apparently I mean, no let, let me put it in the last episode of Power. And we talked about this on the bomb overflow. So if you're a Patreon, go ahead and check the overflow for our review of Power's last episode. In the latest episode, there is a character who basically signs over to be, become state's witness so that she can keep custody of her son. And while she's packing up her house to escape, her friend shows up and walks in, looks at the armoire that's right by the door, and that paper is lying there face up. And she's like, what's this? Like, oh, no, it's not what you think it is. And then a fight ensues. And I'm just like, how lazy of a writer do you have to be? Like, well, how's she going to find out that she signed the document? Why don't we just left it out there? That's right. You, you carry it and you put it right as soon as you walk in the door. Let me set this right here while I get everything else together. Anyways. All yes. right. Um, so I got. I, I figure I would just ask questions about the movie. And Maze, if you have any questions as you hear us, please, please chime in. Um, first question I have was I immediately, about 10 minutes in, thought of the movie Sin City. I thought Sin City was a terrible movie. I didn't get it. Oh. It didn't do it for me. Come and on. I thought, no, but when I watched it, I was like, okay, visually, this is stunning, right? It looks like a comic book, but a live-action comic book. I, I appreciated the way, but I thought, this gimmick has run old about 15, 20 minutes into the movie, and that's how I felt with the way that this looked in Gemini Man. Did Gemini Man start with, it started with the whole scene. The train, with, right? The train assassination, which I thought it was nice. Like, I, I watched it, and I wasn't like, this is terrible. I was like, all right, I'm like, okay. Got an assassin. Oh, this guy's an assassin. I get it. I knew that going into the movie. Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. I, I thought the physics was kind of like unbelievable that any regular human being could hit a shot like that. Just move the, just move the gun so so abruptly and yeah, and, right, yeah, yeah. But like, I was cool with everything because so what happens is he he kills this guy, he does the assassination, 
And then he comes home, and apparently the fact that he had to make this adjustment at the last second, and he shot the guy, but he shot him in the neck as opposed to the head, it's really throwing him off. He's like, this is a sign that I'm could it, there was a little girl that delayed him taking the shot. Yeah. Like, and and like, so he was like worried about hurting. He's like, I could have, like, I could have missed. I got lucky. Yeah. The whole thing is like, yo, I'm like, I'm, I'm clearly losing a step. And when you start to lose a step, that's when you need to get out. So his, his buddy from the agency, by the way, why do they call it the defense, the DIA instead of CIA? Why do they like have to? That's a great question. They, I don't they, really know. Yeah. A lawsuit was on the way from the, <laughs> from the CIA. No, it's a completely. It's called the DIA. Haha, <laughs> they'll never figure it out, right? Um, so you know, his buddy tries to talk him out of it. He's like, "No, I'm retiring. That's it. I'm gonna go fishing or whatever." So he goes on a fishing expedition with his buddy, who tells him the person that he killed turns out was the, that was the wrong target. Like, no, it was the right target. We had him. Like, yeah, but he's not a terrorist. He's actually like a, a scientist from right here in the United States. He told, they told him he was a Russian terrorist, but it really wasn't. And so, like, now it's like, oh, you got to go talk to this other person. Like, up until this point, Zach, you're not thinking when they're on the boat, like, okay, like, this is a, now, I don't call it a plausible storyline, but it is a, a Hollywood plot that, like, I was it captures your imagination, but, like, holds your imagination and holds your attention. How about that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's fair. Like, it's it's a little Mission Impossibly, right? But it's, but yeah, like, Impossibly. it's fine. <laughs> And possibly is a good way. Uh, so, okay, so uh, to me, it starts going off the rails when he, the girl who's in, who work, who's quote unquote working at the bait shop. Yeah, Danny Zakharuski. Yeah, that, that's when I'm like. That's okay. when, it, yeah, because and like like she's there, she's filling in all of a sudden, and and he he you know kind of figures it out once he realizes he's being spied on from the sky and he goes in there and he interrogates her like he knows that he that she's burned right calls her toast yeah his burnt toast you know that's that's a yeah. clever little nickname um and and because he has figured it out and they have figured out that he has talked to this guy um who has let him know that 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 hit wasn't the hit he thought it was now they're gonna go kill him and like even the action on that it was all right you know, like that, that action was okay. Like the, you know, them trying to go get him. He, he defends oh, yeah. himself. Uh, her yeah. action was like her, like the, the dialogue was corny while she, while she was fighting yeah. and everything with like, Oh, you're going to lose your teeth or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get that. Like, so you could tell me now or tell me in five minutes after you've lost your teeth. I didn't. I, I think I, he was going to pull teeth. Cause she came out and she had teeth in her hand when she had defeated that guy. I mean, I just thought he, she punched him in the mouth and it's, knocked his teeth that's out. what i would have thought too but i guess it's more of a 24 situation but then they left all these people alive yeah like they were trying to come like here's the thing like i've got a real simple rule someone is trying to kill me and i possess within my means lethal force i'm not leaving you tied up with, with some teeth in my hand right well i guess they don't want to kill if they don't have to kill i mean i don't know they try I don't to know. Kill you when you do I don't. It. I mean, I don't know what the I don't know what the DIA's policy is on this stuff. Okay, if it was the CIA, I think they kill him. I think that's how that Tremendous. works. So, <laughs> um, anyways, so so they, they find so like they send all these people to go kill him. It doesn't work. So this is what Clive Warren's character is telling uh, the woman who's the head, of, the deputy director of the DIA, that you know basically she's sloppy and her people are sloppy and they need to use Gemini, which is his black ops 
private contractor uh, assassin unit. And which, at the time, I thought he meant it was the name of the project, the cloning project. Because it makes sense, Gemini, right? Like twins. Right. Yeah, so I, I thought they were referring to younger... I thought they were referring to Junior as Gemini. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was like, okay, let's uh, uh, enact Gemini protocol. I thought it was like a, a program that the government was working on that like hadn't been tested yet, but they were ready to kind of finally roll it out. And then said, no, that's just the name of his company. The guy's a private contractor, sleazeball. It was just like hitting the government up, saying, look, you guys, you guys are doing a slop. We could do it better or cheaper or whatever. And then, of course, they don't do it better. And it's never cheaper. They're just a bunch of crooks. Yeah, it's a lot of Vincent D'Onofrio in Jurassic World vibes, right? He's trying to get control of the Raptors for his own gain with the army. Yeah, yeah. So what yeah, so- makes younger Will Smith, or is Will Smith the Gemini Man, or is younger Will Smith the Gemini younger Man? Younger Will Smith is. Well, he's not even the Gemini Man. He's a, a man that was created by the Gemini program. I mean, the Gemini company. So the Gemini is the company- Gemini Man Clive Owen? No, well, I mean, here's the other thing. The Gemini company isn't even, like, specifically for cloning. They actually right. do a lot of, like, mercenary assassin-type stuff, but the cloning is one of the programs that they've been working on. So I guess Clive Warren would be the Gemini man, I guess, because he's the man in charge of Gemini. Definitely wasn't a diamond in the rough and I, man. You know? Wow. No, that was no good? Okay. Um, uh, so... It would have been a better movie, and I don't know how you market it this way, right? But it would have been a better movie if we didn't know it was his younger self going into it. Oh no, no, you can't market it. The whole point I, I, was, look, I don't, yeah, know. I don't know how you market it any other way. But, like, but, I, but you wanted the twist. You wanted, yeah, the twist that's that. and because the twi- when they first when they yeah. first send him out to go kill him, he's wearing a mask. Right, but or, you know it's him. You know it's him, but but the whole point is he doesn't know it's him until like. He catches a glimpse, like, that dude looks real familiar. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so, I mean, I will say this. Look, they have, like, a little, you know, hopping on rooftops, you know, going through stairwell type of battles and stuff, chase scene. It's good action. And then when he, when he goes hand-to-hand combat with a, using a motorcycle, I, I openly laughed in the theater. Yeah, and then he's, like, trying to stomp him with the motorcycle. I, I just yeah, that. I mean, he, like, he like almost almost roundhouse kicks him with the motorcycle. That's, yeah, I just, I remember looking at it, I was like, you, that, you can't do that. It doesn't, it doesn't work <laughs> like that. Like, he roundhouse kicked him with a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's good, and, then, and then, yeah, it's just trying to stomp him out with a motorcycle. I'm basically using it like it's a baton. Yeah. Um, I'm having fun just, trying to imagine this. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's... it's and, and by the way, it's not even, like, well-done CGI with no, like, oh, no, It's no. so cartoonish. It's so cartoonish that yeah. it's just... Yeah, the, the other funny thing about that, I just remembered what this movie is attempting to be a shitty version of. Looper? Orphan Black. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Orphan Black. Now, that's the show. That you, Orphan Black, it was a show, I guess it was on BBC. I remember watching it on BBC America. Yeah. But um, basically, it's a woman, and she meets she meets what she thinks is her twin, and it turns out it's clone, and big spoiler alert. It's a great show. <laughs> it's funny. It's a great spoiler show, but alert. the only way that she's been cloned, right? But the clone is different. Very different in personality and all that. And it turns out it's part of a bigger thing. So, I, I hope I didn't spoil too much there. No, but. cloning's also very in. Living with Yourself is a new Netflix show with Paul Rudd. 
Yeah, that's the one with uh, Tom Brady coming out the massage parlor. Yeah, I just, I just, I just watched it uh, over the last couple of days. Fantastic show. Is it okay? Yeah, really, really. I think smartly done. Uh, way different than Gemini Man. Oh. Um, so yeah, then then we just basically get into a lot of, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out why this guy's been, cl- you know, why he was cloned, why it's him. They're, you know, which, he's, which doesn't seem to doesn't seem to be that hard he was the best assassin they had hey, let's keep it going for a little bit longer yeah right like, uh, like, so, but why male models is all i can keep thinking of it. <laughs> like, are you serious I, I just i just explained it to you um and and like there's this weird like little side thing of will smith is deathly allergic to bees like he kill he dr- like dramatically bees kills a bee dramatically kills a bee and, and then and then one of the and then what go ahead put a water right because he his dad like tried to drown him or something i didn't really dad, understand that like he tried, dad tried to teach him how to swim and he almost drowned and then and then clive Owen made him drown yeah like uh when he was a when he was a young soldier and brought him back to life and basically was like i own you now um because I kill almost like I feel like they're kind of even. If someone almost kills you and then saves you from that, yeah, that, death, yeah, no, we're 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 dead even. I, don't, I mean, I if, don't that, if that happens between us, I no one knows either one. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so and so, but like the B part that comes back is it only has a small payoff twice. Of like, first he helps convince him that he helps convince the clone that he's a clone by explaining to him things he could only know about himself, and one of those is we're deathly allergic to bees. And then the other one is the clone, you know, tracks him down, shoots him with a bullet that I get or a dart that has bee venom in it, but then saves him with an EpiPen to make sure. I don't even know what the point I of just, that was. Yeah, I, it like, was a way to subdue him, right? But like, I, I believe like a conversation probably could have gotten it done because it's not like they were actively trying to kill him. Oh, um, and, 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 and the clone, and the, I don't know. It was just the whole thing in the crypt. Right, so they go and they fight in the catacombs, and I think that was just a way to like have them crashing into a bunch of skulls. I think that's what that was. Um, they fall into the water at one point. Uh, he tries to drown old Will Smith, or he is drowning old Will Smith, and and uh, and Danny Zakaruski shoots him in the shoulder, and he goes swimming off in the catacombs, and uh, and he's screaming the whole time, "I'm not you! I'm not you!" Because he won't accept that he's a clone. But also, if I was, if I found out I was a clone of someone particularly a young clone of myself or whatever i don't feel any affinity towards you man fuck you like right exactly i'm the new one right yeah. like i'm the new hotness like that's what i like you're out <laughs> they got rid of you for a reason yeah i don't like it is this weird do clones have souls thing do they have feelings like i don't really i don't i don't know what was it in the clone wars they have souls? Well, they, no, they. I mean, yeah. It turns out like they all had personalities. Okay. They're all different and stuff, and some of them were good guys, and some of them were dicks and stuff like that. But like at the end of the day, they all knew they were clones, and they weren't like looking for Django or Boba Fett or anything like that. They were just, all right, guess we in the army now. Like, let's do this. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and then, uh, and then we basically just get to they're in a small town. Here's the final battle. Um. They're on the same side. Clive Owen tries to kill him with the Gemini team. Which they, are not clones. They're just which are not clones. They're just highly trained mercenary soldiers, right? And they take them all out. And then this super soldier comes in 
and starts like kicking their ass and can't be beaten and everything. And they finally like gun them down and take off the mask. It's another clone of Will Smith. Yeah. That was was his name. Was his name Trey? No. If one's he, junior. No, because, because remember when they confront Clive Warren about it, they say Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Yeah. I, I, you know what I just did? Do you guys remember, uh, do you guys ever watch or listen to the Ricky Gervais podcast? Yeah. Remember Carl Pilkington on it once pitched a movie? He said, I got a movie that, like, oh, Hollywood, you know, oh. it's, it's so easy. <laughs> and he said, and who do you got in the movie? And he says, it's Clive Warren and Rebecca De Mornay. And Ricky, <laughs> loses, well, Ricky loses over Clive Warren. He's like, you mean Clive Owen? He's like, oh, yeah, whatever his name is. He laughed, and then he said, who else is in it? And it says, Rebecca De Mornay. And Ricky's like, she hasn't been in a movie like 25 years. <laughs> Rebecca De Mornay. She hasn't been in movies with, like, the hand that rocks the cradle. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, every time someone says Clive Owen, I always think Clive Warren, and I okay. did. But uh, but Clive is like they reveal it's it's him. It's another one, right? He's like wait, a super let me ask, so. Let me ask you a question: Is this third version of Will Smith like beefier? Not beefier, more agile, more nimble. But like physically, younger, exactly the was same. He, was yeah. he younger? He had a different haircut. He had a different he had a different haircut. haircut. I do think he looked a little younger. He did look younger, right? Yeah. I thought I thought as much, which makes like, sense because they would have started the clone after this clone, right? Yeah, but this clone is like twenty five, so like, how much younger can you be and still be good at right. killing Ex- people? Exactly. And then there's like a whole like almost back ass words like Thanos vibe to it of Clive Owen, uh, sorry, Clive Warren of Clive Warren saying, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm creating all these clone soldiers because now we can. Now Americans don't have to get hurt in wars and everything. Yeah. Like it's, it's like really half-assed, like attempted. Also, like I'm doing good. Also, he he tells Junior that no, he's different. He's just a clone. You're my son. Right, exactly. Because he raised him and all this stuff and all this shit. Um, and then you know Junior wants to kill Clive Owen, and Will Smith won't let him. And then Will Smith kills him. Yeah, I know he gives a whole speech about how like it'll stay with you forever. Yeah, it'll stay with you never. You. Yeah, you can still go to college. Um, and then which he does go way, to college way, that's, the, that's the end that all the bots said they love the, the ending is he goes to college and then they, and then old Will Smith just shit talks him like oh we can go we can run a race right now I'm beautiful I'm way better looking than you like you hope you look as good as me someday like it's just this weird like you know why? Will Smith trying to be Fresh Prince well not only that but he, he also saw Junior walking with all them hoes on campus oh that's right yeah like, that's like, true and meanwhile we still don't know whether him and Zakharuski have <laughs> other playing like they kind of like try to, they hint at it a couple of times where I'm, I'm never gonna fucking forgive David Benioff for naming her Danny Zakharuski because I know this isn't the last time I'm gonna hear Zakharuski way worse than ruining Game of Thrones Zakharuski the Zakinator no, you're right, but there's like this hint that maybe he wants to fuck her, maybe he doesn't want to fuck her, and maybe she wants to fuck him because right, maybe she wants to fuck him. Of course, Wait, old Will Smith somewhere. or young Will Smith? Old Will, old Will Smith. Smith. Okay, you know what Which, I thought was way, you know what I thought was going to happen. That's how, that's how they lure him. That's how they lure the clone. Yeah, because they, they knew he, they, they knew they, he'd like her. He knew, like, how do you know? It's like, yeah, and he gives her like this old man My dick is like what it like. Which 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 leads me to ask this question to both of you guys. Has your dick consistently liked the same type of woman throughout your entire life? Yes. Yeah, it varies. Yes, unfortunately. Really? Oh, Maze. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> no, for Maze, it's available. And that's, 
My dick always loves in the bed of a woman. Yeah. I mean, I mean, same. You know, if I, yeah. I can't, if we're being honest. Um, I feel bad if my dick only likes <laughs> taking women. That would be a rougher road, I think. Oh well, you know. it is, well, it depends that's, on for who. That, that I was about to say that that leads us to a, a, one of the great bomb conversations of all time: dirty macking. <laughs> so, oh, check yeah, out that episode where we're talking about dirty macking. Um, no, and and so like. I I honestly thought the fucked up thing was going to be that she starts dating the younger one. I, I thought, thought that was so. going to be the thing. I Why thought, would that I be fucked so. up? Doesn't that make well, more but, sense? Because he's a clone. So no, what? No, it's, not, it's not even that he's a clone. It's the idea that, like, the old one has been putting in all the work and charming right. and flirting and getting her to be attracted. And she says, mm, you are kind of sexy, but I want the younger one. I was like, but I, but, 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 but I, but the, he turned into um, a man from office space. Asking about oh, his milk, stapler. Milk. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, and then that's and that's in the movie. So all right, question for you. Uh, actually, so I'll, actually, you turn you turn into the dude from from Dodgeball. Oh. Says, you you can't you can't you can't uh, you can't join me. The regional qualifiers already happened. You're not allowed to. Oh, and we get the regional qualifiers. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember now. The commissioner is a dear old friend. <laughs> you, know, he, you, you know, it's played by the same guy, right? Uh, Milton was uh, my man too. Yeah, Steven Root. Yes, dude. You know what I think of? What I think of him every time I see him, I always think of him as the dude in uh, True Blood. I've He's never like, seen True Blood. I saw uh, one episode of True Blood and I was out. True Blood was good, and then it, and until it wasn't. The, the part I, I honestly don't even think I saw the whole episode. I saw where a vampire is a virgin, but yeah. the like. Hyman grows back every she time she's set. Every time yeah, so set. I was like, all right, I'm 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 good on this. I don't she, need to watch this. She, she was pretty hot, too. Sure, yeah. I mean, I think that's why I stayed on the channel at first. Um, all all right, so... Southern accents. So we agree, we agree that it's way too distracting the way it's shot, right? Yeah, uh, by the way, that last scene when he's at college, young Will... That's the first time where I'm looking at him in the face in the daylight, I guess, and I was like, yeah. oh, my God, this CGI is terrible. It's really bad. Because it's at really, nighttime, really that the shadows are able to kind of like keep it look it, like, oh, so that's Will Smith when he's younger, yeah. But like once they're out in the open at the bright sunlight, I'm like, oh, yeah. that CGI is awful. It reminded me of the, I don't know if it was prosthetics or, or CGI, but how they made Joseph Gordon Levitt in Looper look. Like, because he had to have a little more f- familiarity to Bruce Willis in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was always distracting to me in that. Yeah, I, I think it was CGI because I remember, like, there was a glitch with the nose or something. Yeah. Um, my other question for you. Is the action porn green screen stuff just boring to us now? Or was this just so poorly done? This was poorly done. Okay. That's I mean, fair. I, I'm open to the let, idea. Let, I just, let, me, I, let me put it this way. This is how poorly done it was. Think about, like, the action, like, the end fight in Avengers Endgame, right? Like, none of it looked as ridiculous as any of the fight scenes in this movie. Right, that's true. And that's what people flying and, like, superpowers and all that. Like, none of that stuff looked as ridiculous as my man with the motorcycle, with the round ass kick. Right. Right, that's true. And and then when the third one comes in, that, like, he's doing, like, all these pirouettes in the, in oh, the air and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, there, was, there was a lot of unnecessary flipping, too. Like, he'd be running, chasing somebody. Yeah. And then they flip. And like somersault and like roll and then get up and keep running. I'm like, what was that for? Yeah, that, that, yeah, man. It was like a, just like a we saw a parkour video. We wanted we want to add this in. Um, all right, other question. Uh, 
would this movie have been oh wait i i'll actually ask that later uh what happened to clive owen he used to be a good actor, right? Yeah, I was actually going to bring that up earlier. Like he's I, really, like he's really exceptionally bad in this movie. He did the Nick for two years, which people liked. It was that Cinemax oh, like, show like that Soderbergh directed, Dennis or something like that, or whatever. Yeah, but I think before that, like his heyday was obviously Children of Men and like Inside Man, which is fourteen years ago looking it up but yeah he really it's like i thought he like stopped acting for a while um i mean it it kind of felt like if that's true if he stopped acting i took about a month off of writing this summer and then had to jump into like season preview stuff for the athletic and it took me a long time of writing that stuff to get back in the groove of it so this might have been his first movie back all right so we got children of men and inside man in 2006 all right two, okay. 13 yeah. years ago Both Here, here's all his movies since shoot him up Elizabeth, the Golden Age. I like Shoot 'em Up. The International, Duplicity, The Boys Are Back, Trust, Killer Elite, Intruders, Shadow Dancer, Hemingway and Gellhorn, Blood Ties, Words and Pictures, Last Nights, The Confirmation, Ophelia, Valerian and a City of a Thousand Planets, Anon, The Informer, The Song of Names, and Gemini Man. So I, I haven't some even of, seen any of that. Some of those, I saw Valerian. Valerian's terrible. Uh, some of these movies sound very like Netflix fiction. Nick Cage. That's not what only, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, it's not only that, but it's like not even Nick Cage. It's like a specific brand. It's like oh, Steven Seagal, Tom Sizemore, right? Blood yeah, Ties, exactly. Yeah, and DMX or like some rapper, like Tom like, Berenger, and, and then a rapper who's a rapper, right. like Tom, Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger with Chingy, like <laughs> yes, and The Informer, <laughs> like. <laughs> um oh yeah like i i was like whatever like whatever you think of will smith as an actor at this point is is fine right like I, but i i, I didn't did, expect him to be this bad in it no I but didn't. i didn't expect clive owen to be as horrendous as he was i think i think i figured out the uh the will smith um the formula this is how you know if will smith is in a good movie or not is this movie sci-fi based right if the answer is yes, bad Will Smith movie. Yeah. If the answer is no, good Will Smith movie. Well, so did you see the live action Aladdin? I never saw it, but I, I heard it was. I heard. It, I heard it was good. I, he did a good job. Look, yeah. it's really, especially he did a good job, especially considering he's got to fill in like pretty big shoes. Like it's really yeah. yeah you like, gotta you gotta you gotta match Robin Williams, right? Or Robin, come close to it. But yeah, but like what I like, what I liked about him is that he didn't try to be Robin Williams. Yeah. Because that wasn't work. He was. It was almost like he was the Fresh Prince of Genie. Okay. So it was a yeah, lot. I'm a into lot that. Of, a lot of the you know jokes and kind of like making fun of like Aladdin's like way of talking to ladies and stuff like that. Like it was within Will Smith's comfort zone, and it was funny and it was charming. Like look, it was a shot for shot remake. Like there, there were like ad libs in there that they kept in. Yeah. So I'm not gonna tell you it was like a, a mind blowing experience, but it's also why I'm like, why does Disney keep doing this? I guess why do people keep paying Disney to keep doing this? Is is a bigger question, but it, it was entertaining. He was good, but guess what? No sci-fi in that movie. Right. Well, then you know what I mean. Bad Boys for Life. In theory, no sci-fi. Oh no, but that's terrible. It's gonna be that's all right. just terrible. Uh, my next question is: Will Smith okay? No, like, he's, you, a you think he's doing all right. Oh, like money-wise, or no? Or like I'm just in just in general. No, no. You see his Instagram. He's way too like manic. I gotta that's be honest. Is- I gotta be honest. I mean, his Instagram pulled me back in. 
I he's like manic. the charm. Well, you don't think he's manic? No, like, no, he's no, he's manic. But then it made me think, like, all right, I've felt found him manic in the Fresh Prince days. If I saw him on Instagram all the time, here's, right? No, here's my no. question for you guys: Is Will Smith currently the least successful member of his family? No. How's Hell Willow no. doing? Hell no. Well, Jaden's having a good little run. But Jaden doesn't make, like, a drop in the bucket of what Will made on Gemini Man alone. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about, like, Like, projects. critical acclaim? Like, Jada's, no. Jada's got her dude, show, right, dude, on dude. Facebook? Man, I, I guess uh, at, the bare, at the bare minimum, you tell me if they walk through the airport, who's going to get mobbed the most? It's going to be Will. Now, it might be because of, like, past glory. He might be living off the scrapbook, but by far. Nobody, you could combine all of them, and they still wouldn't reach the level that, that well, I'm just hit. wondering if there's some insecurity for him right now because he, it's he's on a big comeback right now, right? Because the well, bad I, boys I, are coming back and stuff. But is but is he because everything he puts out's a flop? Mm. Other than Aladdin, but he's trying. He's trying to make Disney, it happen. Like Disney is flop proof with this stuff, uh, right? And, al- and also, he, also he, he like is a supporting role, right? Like, exactly. It's like people saying that Eddie, like Eddie Murphy's got his. Is like he's gearing up for a big comeback. Uh, My name is Dolomite comes out this week on Netflix, right? And he's got a stand-up deal with Netflix and all that. And so it's a big comeback. Some people are like, "Well, it's not really a comeback because he's in all those Shrek movies." And he that did well. Like, yeah, he was, but he wasn't like he was a supporting character, much like uh, the genie in Aladdin. Um, Okay. And then my last question then is: This is I'm glad you asked that, Maze. Would this movie have been better? With Jaden Smith as Junior. No. Because he's a physically unimposing human being. What if he just like went through the Muhammad Ali training and got jacked for man, this I movie? I, he's, that kid is slight. I know, he's I know he's I know he's slight. Exactly. Like, let's just say uh, for, a year, for, <laughs> for a exactly year. For a year he gets away from the Jada slightness and he like he just goes and just works out in HGHs and all that stuff for a year. To get ready for this I role. I don't think that fits Jaden's profile. <laughs> just become a juice head. <laughs> I did it for you, Pop. I, I think it's a legitimate question, though, because it's it's so bad with him as his younger self. Is he saying that Will Smith did a shitty job of playing himself? He was horrible playing himself. <laughs> Look, man, this is as bad as After Earth, in my opinion. No, 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 no. I walked away with no, the exact same feeling. No, no, no. There was no moment in After Earth where I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. Not once. Not even and when the, they had, like, the giant bird and everything? The, the, trailer, the trailer of After Earth made me, like, say no. <laughs> um, all right. I got a little bit of trivia here that uh, I loved. Um, Jerry Bruckheimer. It's the longest gestating movie he's ever, he's ever produced. Wait, when did it start? Well, it started long ago enough that the original script was written for Clint Eastwood. That's, Jesus, okay, so that probably explains the Benioff part. Because oh. I don't think he wrote it now. I think he probably wrote it a long time ago. Got it. And then it's been rewritten by those other dudes. Because Benioff uh, is fucking oh no. busy, dude. No, 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 no. I'm not giving Benioff any credit. He wrote this shit like in between like break times of fucking Game of Thrones season shit. Like, oh, yeah, hey, okay, all right, now bring in the dragons. Right, it's going to take us 15 minutes. All right, hold on, let me get on my laptop real quick. And then you think, he you roundhouse think, kicks him with a motorcycle. Do you, think he punched, do you think he punched it up on the set of Game of Thrones and that's what, that's how the coffee cup got got left? No, he was 
Yeah, I got to tell you, exactly, yeah. <laughs> While he was working on this, like, that was his coffee cup. Like, I got, Benny, um, get the fuck out of the scene. Oh, my bad. Gra- grabs his laptop and screws <laughs> away and forgets the coffee cup. Or the Dasani um, water bottle. It, okay. In 2012. I got it backwards here. So it was written by a man named Darren Lemke. Okay. When he was 27, working at a grocery store in 97. All right. And he sold. Wait, that, they thought it was going to go Clint Eastwood in like 97? He sold Gemini Man at this what? point. What? Well, I guess you needed an older actor. I guess, like, yeah. Like so, like that. The fact, that the, but then, how would it? They didn't have that technology back then, or were they just gonna cast? They're just gonna cast like Harrison Ford or some shit. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. Johnny it's Depp turned down the role. Johnny Depp turned down the role in 2012. I mean, that's how you know how bad this well, movie is. Well, no, Mel Gibson shot I mean, test footage. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I disagree. This is how you know. From 2003 to 2010. The man attached to this project won Nicolas Cage from 2003 to 2010. It it definitely fits his profile more. It does. I would say this. If I read the script and knowing how the script was, I would have said, guys, let's not waste money on fucking Will Smith. That's just too expensive. Yeah, right. Get Nick Nick Cage in here. Get Nick in. We'll go straight to Netflix. Might even make a little money off it. And he'll do the whole... You're my younger self with me. Like he, he knows how to do all that. Like you, you like he, you're you're afraid of bees. You're he, yeah. Fingers. He's got he's got a history with bees. He's got a history with with uh with a face being his own, not being his own, right? Like he's got yeah, he's yeah. got history with all this stuff. It was actually due to go to production in 2008, but Nick Cage convinced Bruckheimer to do the live action remake of The Sorcerer's Apprentice instead. Oh, good good call. So good call. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's. Nick got one right Literally. there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, like, imagine, imagine avoiding a massive flop because you convince someone to instead work on a slightly less massive flop. <laughs> it's like, man, we can't sign Bismack Biombo. Go get Yam Nahimi. Let's, let's go get him. Not gonna lose a hundred thousand dollars. Do this, lose eighty five thousand dollars. Right, exactly. Uh, Tony Medley saw it. I mean, no, he didn't. He did. No, he fucking didn't. I swear he did. Oh man, we're in for a treat. Yeah, it's been a while since we got a Tony Medley. All right, let's go. Do you want the Do you want the score first or the review? Give me the review. I want to like, right. and then let's try and guess the score. Like, Mace, have you seen the, the the review? Unfortunately, I have. So you are uh, the, you're the It's okay. It's okay. Right. I mean, can play the home version of this game. Okay. Uh, all right. From one TonyMedley.com. Given the choice, I choose to watch film in 2D rather than 3D. There are two reasons for this. The first first is that except for the opening titles, which are animated and obviously much easier to produce an effective 3D effect, the 3D is usually ineffective. After the first couple of minutes, it adds nothing. The second is that the viewing in 3D mutes the colors. I'd rather see brighter colors than ineffective 3D. However... Hey, there you go. However, I mean... However... The 3D in this movie is the best I've ever seen. Oh my god. It is effective throughout the entire film, and many scenes are far superior seen in 3D than in 2D. So from that point of view, this film might be worthwhile seeing just because of the 3D, which was the only reason people went to see Buona Devil in 1952, which was the dawn of 3D films. It's not clear whether 3D failed back then due to the lack of interest in 3D or the low quality of the films, but Buona Devil 
uh, epitomized. I have okay. a question. We're, we're so, halfway through this review. Yeah. Oh, so, so this is, I wanted to say this right now. In my mind, as I hear Tony Medley's words, I like to imagine a little meter, almost like a, a, a graph. Like oh, a kind, of, kind of tinkering, yeah. right? Like kind the of score, teetering. The score's going up, score's going up. Oh, yeah. the score's going down. Oh, it just, it's just spiked. It's just spiked. <laughs> All right. Um, this leads me to believe, though, we're halfway through this review. Did he see this fucking movie twice? Did he see it in 3D and in 2D? It's a, to know that, the, that that it popped and everything. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe it's better because director Ang Lee and director of photography Dion Beebe shot the film at 120 frames per second. Standard is 24 and in 4K 3D. It certainly shows, and future 3D productions should be shot in the same way. However, this film is better than just the 3D. Oh, Will, no. Will Smith is a U.S. government assassin who is targeted by his employers and by an assassin who anticipates his every move. I used to have negative feelings about films that painted the U.S. government as being murderously unethical, but that was before the 2016 election and the astonishing attacks on the Trump campaign by the top echelons of the CIA and the FBI and later on President Trump himself. So now I buy into these stories. Oh, my God. You, well, you made this up. There's no way. While Will Smith gives a very good performance in a dual role, Mary Elizabeth Winstead gives a sterling performance as someone sent by his employers to track him down. The other exceptional supporting performance is by Clive Owen. I always thought he would make a perfect James Bond, a lot better than the guy they have now. I generally disdain the car and, and motorcycle chases that are de rigueur now in these types of movies, but the one in this film is eye-popping, mainly due to the exceptional 3D and cinema verite-style filming. Jesus Christ. Although it tends to drag at the end, this film is an entertaining treat. Nine out of ten. No, it's a seven out of ten, which is, makes me wonder, like, with as glowing as he gave it, what were the knocks? Just that it drags? Is that yeah. worth three? Probably didn't like that the black guy went to college after it. Totally unbelievable. <laughs> Totally unbelievable. I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better review from, from Tony Medley. I mean, it, and it also confirms what we suspected for a while. Yeah, make 3D great again. That's yeah, his mantra. Oh my gosh. That is. Um, all right. So normally we do Fober File. We're still going to do Fober File. Uh, not just yeah. Fober File, but do you think, I mean, people should see this in the theater? No. No. Unless, unless you do what I did. Unless you already saw a movie, you got time to kill. Go watch Tim and I, man, I guess. Okay. Phobe or file? Oh, it's, it's a massive phobe for me. <laughs> like it's, not, it's, it's as massive a phobe as this is a flop. Here's the thing, and I no, gotta be, I've got to be real about my, I gotta be real with myself. I am going to watch it again. Why? I'll wait until it's on a movie channel or it's like a 99 cent rental on, on iTunes. But I will, I Tomorrow. know, I know myself. I I've watched after earth like four times. Why? I, it's a curiosity to know and if you, it was as bad as I remembered it. And you want to kill a racer. Not all. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. I've seen that multiple times. I've seen a race like six times. You have been erased. <laughs> I wish mercy. I, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a phobe, but I know I'm gonna see it again. I will never see Gemini Man again. Maze, I, I know we've spoiled this movie for you, but I really hope you'll see it. In fact, <laughs> I'll fucking pay for you to see it in the theater. Uh, that's what I'll say. 
Maze, if there's one point part you have to see, it's the motorcycle fight. Yeah, it is. Just yeah. for just to see how because I don't think well, we're doing no, it justice. No, and I would also say I don't think we did justice to the end. <laughs> I don't think like the, the last college? like 15 like from the from the the third one jumping into the picture through college. I don't think we I don't think we did that just. I mean, it yeah. is the so agree. painfully awkward. The bots agree. <laughs> you guys did not do it justice. Edge of your seat, and we did not do the ending justice. Um, that's this episode, this very special edition of Cinephobe. Uh, go see Gemini Man. Don't go see Gemini Man. I don't know how to call it at this point. Uh, thanks for subscribing. Make sure to retweet these episodes. Tweet them out. Tell your friends. It is on the Mailbag channel, as you know. Uh, check out the Discord. You can drop in uh, suggestions for movies, comments on movies in the Discord channel if you're a Patreon subscriber. Patreon.com slash Count the Dings. And, uh, of course, you can tag us on Twitter with hashtag Cinephobe. If you have any questions, suggestions, uh, he's at Darth Amin. Maze is at Corn Puzzle. I'm at Talk Hoops. Uh, for Amin Al Hassan, for Anthony Mays, I'm Zach Harper. This is Cinephobe. Uh, man, cloning is a motherfucker. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. 
And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.